Welcome everyone to Cosmic Alley. This is your host, Brooke. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a while since I've come on and done a podcast. Actually, it's been since March of this year, 2018. It's now July 2nd, 2018, Monday. So welcome back. Thank you for joining me and tuning in. Please make sure to follow this podcast so you can get automatic updates to when I do upload and if you don't know my name is Brooke and I'm a professional tarot reader I also market and identify myself as a clairvoyant medium you can find me on YouTube uh, under my professional tarot name Nightbird Tarot as well as other social media platforms Instagram Facebook but this is my podcast, Cosmic Alley. This is a platform to discuss many different topics, not only associated with the tarot, but also other esoteric, metaphysical, and paranormal topics. Today's topic is, are tarot readings addictive or are psychic readings addictive? And I wanted to discuss this because it is something that is prominent in the spiritual industry uh, or the New Age spiritual community, psychic readings, are they addictive? So I did want to discuss that today and uh, perhaps other topics as well. So thanks for joining me and uh, let's continue with the rest of the broadcast. addictive that's something that's very fascinating to me because before I even picked up a pack of tarot cards uh, back in the day you know the 80s and 90s psychic hotlines were a phenomenon if you remember back in the day before cell phones you know the use of landlines and watching Miss Cleo infomercials late night TV seeing ads for psychic hotlines, uh, you know, $2.99 per minute, predict your future, accurate, this, this, that. Well, lo and behold, I fell for that. (laughs) I fell for it big time. (laughs) I was so fascinated, and it sucked you in. I even remember Dionne Warwick being on Psychic Network infomercials and it was just like sucked you in you became a believer yes 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 call it now so yes psychic readings tarot readings are addictive and when I remember calling these hotlines uh, and racking up huge phone bills uh, the first time I did that actually this is a funny story I was 19 18 or 19 years old and my parents let me house sit by myself for like a week and they went off somewhere together and 
I was by myself. <laughs> I had rain of the house, rain of the telephone. Of course, there was landline, home phone back then, which hardly anybody has now. And I called not one, not two, but three or four different psychic hotlines. And all I remember is I had to pay them back a $160 phone bill. <laughs> and I was humiliated and embarrassed and they were so mad at me and I paid the money back. But I don't even remember really what any of these psychics told me. Uh, one in particular though I do remember at that time actually told me the initials of a guy that I was seeing at the time. She was actually pretty, she was 100% out of probably the five or six that I spoke to. That's all I remember. And uh, it is addicting. You want answers, you're seeking answers, you wanna know your future, you wanna know what's coming up. And many people that call these hotlines are repeatedly asking the same question or wanting the same answer given to them. In this day and age, psychic hotlines do still exist. And I know from experience that it is very tempting to want to call them. And I'm sure there are verifiable, genuine uh, psychics or tarot readers who claim to have the gift and are very gifted and talented However, they do have a protocol that therefore they go by. And many tarot readers who have their own practice that don't join up with these networks are then able to free themselves up from the pressure of having to perform. Or they can also state, I'm not going to read for you on this topic again. And that can come up because when we want a reading, any type of reading, spiritual, psychic, tarot reading, divination, medium reading, we're seeking and wanting answers and validations to our problems. Not everyone comes to a reader wanting a predictive type of reading, and I've discussed different types of tarot readers in previous podcasts, but the notion of knowing, especially if you are a professional reader, do not be surprised if the person you're reading for is not only getting a reading from you, they may also be getting readings from two or three other readers at the same time. They may be comparing uh, the readings. They may also wanting to have more of a answer given to them, the type of answer that they want to receive. Uh, many times people want to hear exactly what they want to hear and they keep coming back. They keep coming back. And that's the misuse of spiritual divination. I know directly because in the beginnings of my study and practice of the tarot cards, I would obsessively ask the cards the same question. 
And what happens is you get even more confused, more thrown off, you become depressed, and it's just not healthy. So are tarot readings addictive? Yes. Are psychic readings addictive? Very much so. Many professional readers who have their own business or practice should have the ability to and have the choice to say to the client, I'm sorry, I'm not going to read for you on this topic again, and to refuse to read for them. Many readers will also help the client move forward and try to empower the client as well, which I think is very, very important. And it's very healthy, not only mentally, but spiritually as well. We become attached to outcomes. We become attached to predictive type readings. It's also under the umbrella of entertainment. When I was calling these psychic hotlines when I was younger, I was entertained. I wanted to know what they had to say. I wanted to know if they could pick up anything on me or other people around me. And it was and it is entertaining. There is an entertaining factor to psychic readings or tarot readings. So as a disclaimer, many professional readers have to have a disclaimer of, or you will see for entertainment purposes only, okay? Or Niper Tarot does not warrant or represent anything that is legal, medical, you know, health-related, medical-related, yada, yada, yada. Because essentially, yes, you're giving a spiritual service, but at the same time, you have to protect yourself. And for many, it's a form of entertainment. So, yes, it's addictive. Because now we have the Internet and we have YouTube, is where I started four years ago with my own channel doing tarot readings. It's addictive. Now you can watch these general readings for free, but you will become addicted. And I have fallen into that trap myself as a reader of watching different readers and going through something in my personal life and wanting to seek answers or validations or had questions. And I'm watching several readers in a matter of hours uh, to get answers or to seek validation. And many times I would find myself in a quagmire and would be even more confused or saddened or depressed or hopeful or insightful or however the readings were coming across. So be, be very careful not to fall into that trap of becoming addicted because it is addicting. Spiritual readings can be very addicting. The one misnomer that I do want to speak highly about is when clients or people in general become dependent. Not only addicted to readings, but become dependent. Okay, energies change, and I always say this to my clients. What we're thinking or feeling today may not be the case tomorrow. Energies can change. They can change quickly. They can change in due process, they can change uh, 
rapidly, they can also change slowly, but energies change. So the situation can very much change. Do I recommend getting a reading every week on the same topic? No. <laughs> Do I recommend maybe getting a reading once a month or every couple of months? Yes. You know, give yourself an allowance of space. That's always healthy. Now, because of that, there's also uh, a need to have responsibility. Whenever you're getting any type of spiritual work done or spiritual service is to really have an awareness of your part and your role in it, not only as a reader, but also the responsibility that you're giving to your client as well and vice versa. So there's an exchange. There's an exchange of energy. And many readers will not read for certain topics. I'm one of those readers. I have my limits. I've been asked so many uh, different questions over the years from uh, when will I get married to how many children will I have to my, what are my winning lottery numbers to when will I die? Uh, you know, will he leave his wife for me. I mean, it's anything and everything in between. Uh, but you have to have a limitation in terms of what you will read for and what you won't read for. Now, I don't know what the psychic networks or the psychic hotlines limitations are, if they even do have any type of limitation or they'll just read for anything. I don't know. I know when I was calling back in the day, I was always asking about my love life. And that's the main question <clears throat> that many people seek out services for is reconciliation questions, love life questions, uh, romance, love, new love, will this person come back to me, will this person return, reconciliation, relationships, etc. That is probably about 70 to 75 percent of the topics or the questions that you will be asked. And then the other 25 percent, it varies. It can be about career, work, family, you know, problems, different type of situations. So yes, tarot readings become very addictive. And I learned early on, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned early on that people who were booking with me were also booking with two or three other people to compare and also to see what they would say. It's very rare that you will find a succession of readers who will tell you the exact same thing. I've never heard of that happening, and if it does, then we're all plugged into the same cosmic source. <laughs> because that would be absolutely incredible to receive the same messaging uh, coming from several different readers. That would just be absolutely amazing. I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. Now, when you watch YouTube readers in particular, there will be the same themes sometimes with the same signs, astrological signs. So yes, I do believe that we are all picking up the same type of energy sometimes from these same astrological 
signs. I think that's very possible. But in terms of a private one-on-one -on -one reading, will the same reader tell you the same thing that two or three or four other readers will say? Most likely not. And if they do, that's quite amazing. They all should get together and, and work together because that's quite amazing if, if they did do that. So any type of spiritual work can be very addictive, just as if you're going shopping or gambling or, you know, any type of addiction. It can become an addiction. People pay a lot of money for these services as well. People pay a lot of money. Uh, you know, I know readers that charge way more than I do. Um, and people will pay that kind of money. So you have to be careful of who you're going to for readings. And if you are getting multiple readings at the same time, you're kind of going against the gift. The gift is not like a vending machine, okay? You're going against the gift. You just can't put a quarter in and out pops your fortune. You're going against the gift. So if you're ever seeking out spiritual services, you wanna make sure that you're confident. And also to remind yourself not to get yourself psyched up or set up to get disappointed. I think the misinterpretation many times is people will I'm gonna book this reading and they're gonna tell me what I what I want to hear they're gonna tell me everything's gonna work out they're gonna tell me that this person is coming back and they're gonna tell me that everything is gonna just gonna be great and 50 to 60 to 70 percent of the time that is not what the reader is going to tell you and that's most likely not what they're seeing Okay, because you've come to them for a reason and you're kind of setting yourself up. So with anything that you invest your time or your money in, you want to make sure that you realize that it's not a cookie cutter kind of vending machine. Out pops your Zoltar fortune, you know, um, kind of carnival circus kind of fortune telling kind of thing and I think that's misinterpreting uh, the gift and when I say the gift that's the gift from the readers capabilities their psychic gifts their clairvoyant gifts their divination skills their time their energy all goes into being wrapped up in a reading the ones that are good you'll know you can feel it it's very palpable the energy that you receive from a reading you can you should be able to feel it if you don't feel it there could be many reasons for that you don't vibe with the reader that can happen the readers not vibing with you and that's natural you know not everybody's going to uh, receive each other's energy uh, there also could be other cases and in your state of mind, negativity, the energies at play, any type of blockage, okay? 
if you're a reader yourself and you get a reading from someone that you may be a little bit jealous or insecure about, that you feel that you're in competition with, and if you book a reading with that person, there also could be elements tied in with that. So you have to be really careful who you go to and trust to read for you, just as if you would be careful of who you go to and trust uh, to have your hair done or your car worked on or your teeth worked on or because confidentiality is very key in building a client base and having client trust. And I saw a great quote the other day that said, businesses don't build themselves, clients build the business. And that is so true. Just as a famous band didn't get there overnight. It was the fans that bought the albums and the records and their merchandise and went to the concerts and bought the tickets that built the band. So it's the exact same thing as your audience and your clients and your clientele. Everyone is going through something in their lives. I think that's why we check in we check in with our horoscope, we check in with a tarot reading, we check in with spiritual readings, we check in on a daily basis to get inspiration, to get answers that we have questions about, answers that we're seeking. So any type of spiritual work, spiritual readings in particular can be very addictive. I know personally that, and I can pick up on many times, clients who are coming to me with a certain type of question. And if I choose to answer it, I will. And I've turned people away when I didn't want to answer or read for that question. I don't worry because I let it go because I know someone else out there will read for them um, and that's where the danger lies it's you got to watch out for that because it can be addictive and before you know it you've spent a couple hundred dollars on readings in a month you know and then what are you left with more confusion more answers because you're getting different answers and different readings and different outcomes uh, from different people. So yes, it can be very, very addictive. In my life, what really was fascinating to me when I was younger were palm readers. We had more palm readers in my area growing up <clears throat> than we did tarot readers. Or you'd see a psychic sign or palm reader sign uh, palm reading to me was very fascinating. So I did go see a few palm readers when I was younger in the area, which I always found fascinating. And I think palm readers, uh, it's a study and a skill. It's very fascinating to me. And I also think palm readers do have clairvoyant or psychic abilities as well. Uh, back in the day, there was a famous woman locally around 19 to eight, late 80s to early 90s. Actually, 
she was around for a while, I'll say about 15, 20 years. And it was all through word of mouth. It, she did not advertise. She didn't have a phone number. There was no social media. There was no Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. This was all through word of mouth. And it was in the area that I live, about 20 mile radius. And her name was Betty. And Betty, people would drive to see Betty in the middle of the night and you would hear stories about Betty's psychic abilities. People would actually camp out in front of her home at four o'clock in the morning and her daughter would come out of the house. Apparently, why well, I had been there once and we actually missed her because she stopped reading. <clears throat> there was probably about 30 of us waiting outside. Uh, and she stopped reading for the night, so we missed her. But, And I never got to meet Betty. I always heard about Betty, heard Betty stories. A lot of my friends went to see Betty. Uh, but I was this close to seeing her but I missed her and then years later she passed but she would have droves of people coming to her home and she would start at like one o'clock in the morning this was not scheduled or it was very random and her daughter would come out and announce okay Betty is taking you know so many people line up have your money ready and you'd go in and they would she would apparently would read with no divination she wouldn't use tarot she wouldn't use runes she wouldn't use cards nothing no playing cards not, nothing of the sort she would just predict psychically predict and she would give out initials and dates and times and it was fascinating. I think that Betty had a real gift, but it was all through word of mouth. And I never found out Betty's last name. I don't even know. She's kind of an urban legend now because it, I think she passed maybe about 10 years ago. Um, but there was a famous psychic named Betty in this area. So there was Betty and, I, and the people would go see her a lot. They would see her a lot. And I was always fascinated by Betty. And this was way before uh, I got into any type of divination or tarot or anything like that. So tarot readings, psychic readings, or entertainment. It's fun. It's exciting. What are they going to say? When I get read... Uh, I never tell the person that I read for professionally. Uh, I never give give it give it up. I never the jig is up. I never let them know. I always want to see if they can pick up on it. Um, and it's fun for me. It's entertaining for me, you know. And I'm a reader myself, and I love to get read. I think it's entertaining. It's fascinating. The 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 gift. It's the gift, and that's where I think the gift can be misused and the gift can be abused uh, by certain people who have a tendency to get repetitive readings too many times and become addictive. And as a professional reader, you can always kind of weed out the ones 
that are really not sincerely wanting a genuine, authentic experience. They're just wanting basically an, an answer uh, to what they want an answer for, which most of the time is not the answer they're going to get, unfortunately. <clears throat> but that's the name of the game. So, yeah, readings can be very addictive. They can be very addictive, just as if anything else could be addictive. And that's something that's not very much spoken about. Uh, many readers do speak about that, and I love it when they do, because it's, it's, it's helping. It's helping other people. Uh, a real reader would want to help empower someone or to help the client move on or move forward or look at things a different way and to help navigate that for them. And it may take a while. I've, I've had moments where it's taken me a while with certain clients to get them off that track that they're on to see different routes that I'm picking up for them. And it can be hard to convince them to be open to that. But that's the gift. That's part of the gift. So thank you for joining me today. Please comment and you can share this post. Also, please follow me, Cosmic Alley. I'm trying to do this once a week and uh, talk about different topics each week. Once again, my name is Brooke. Thank you for joining me. This is Cosmic Alley. Thank you so much. I'll be back on soon with another discussion of Cosmic Eye and everything in between. Today we'll talk about aliens, time,